Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in today. As we continue talking with leaders in our community, today we're going to talk about hopes, dreams, and potential. All parents have them for their kids, but some need a little help getting there. We have with us today Barry Gorley and Claire Acey from Children's Therapy Center. Children's Therapy Center has been maximizing the potential of children with special needs for more than 35 years now. Claire and Barry, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Gary. Good morning. It's good to be here. Am I right? Thirty-five, more than thirty-five years for Children's Therapy Center. Well, right? really, Gary, it's been forty years, which is really kind of exciting. It started in nineteen seventy-nine, and two thousand nineteen will be our fortieth year. There we go! Wow! Yeah, this is time, exciting. Time for a celebration, then. Yeah, huh? It's kind of the the Ruby year, I think it is. Yeah, is Ruby. It? I don't. Maybe so. I'll take your word for that. I've never looked that one up. Okay. Um, yeah. So for the basics, then, for for folks listening, Children's Therapy Center. I mentioned kids with special needs. It's like a. It's more of a preschool age, right? Give us the basic sort of the once-over on who you serve and what you do there? Well, Children's Therapy Center, we're the largest uh, developmental center in the state. We serve uh, birth to three, and uh, we served 3,400 children last year. We have four locations, which is kind of exciting. We have Kent, Burien, um, Tacoma, uh, Maple Valley, and also um, Burien. Spread out a little bit, yeah. 300 square miles. And we just had a grand opening here at Maple Valley. We opened up our birth to three. In fact, Claire did a great job of coordinating that. And we had like 75 people there and uh, some elected officials as well. It went very well. And uh, Claire did a great job for that. (laughs) And um, let's talk about the kids then. Uh, When you talk about special needs, what kind of special needs? Because I I don't know if a parent hears that, they can Mm -hmm. narrow that down to maybe their own child or someone they know. But it's actually kind of wide, isn't it? Well, it is, Gary. It's uh, autism and Down syndrome. We also have cerebral palsy. And what has happened over the 40 years, we've noticed that it has evolved more from cerebral palsy to really autism. And one of the, I think the great thing our staff, they, what they do is that they really create life-changing for our children. Like this summer, we, we taught uh, social skills for our children and in Tacoma and Burien and Kent and Maple Valley. And uh, that has really helped them because sometimes children with autism, they have trouble relating to other children. And so we taught them how to, when you introduce yourself, how you look in other people's eyes, how you shake their hand, and also how how you interact with each other, which I think is extremely important. So we did a great job with that. It's a birth birth to three. We also do three to 18. And uh, that has made a huge impact on the children that we serve. Like I said earlier, we served over 3,400 children this past year. So it has been a great um, year mm-hmm. for us, and our staff do a wonderful job. And is it like, uh, I don't know, what's the percentage of kids that do have special needs? It's, it's over 10%. Is it 15% ish or something uh, y- like that? It probably, um, um, it, the Center for Disease, CDC, wherever mm-hmm. that is, um, they are estimating that nas- nationwide it's about one out of 16 kids has some kind of a developmental delay or disability. So the severity on that on that range could could be something kind of mild or something a little bit more serious. But one out of 16, and yeah. I think that's certainly the case in Washington State. And it's on the rise, particularly for something like autism. As Barry said, we're seeing a lot more children on the spectrum these days with autism than we might have seen you know, 10, 15 years ago. And are, are services like yours available, or have they been? I mean, 40 years ago, there weren't uh, services like you guys That's provide, right. and, and more and more 
parents do find that their kid gets diagnosed with autism, mm -hmm. and where do they go? I mean, the CTC uh, Children's Therapy Center is one of them, four mm -hmm. locations, but, mm -hmm. but when a parent of a newborn to mm -hmm. really young, mm -hmm. and I guess getting the diagnosis early mm -hmm. is a big deal too. We can talk about that later too, but what are those, what are those options for people? Because they're not school-age children, mm -hmm. and I don't know what insurance covers anymore these days. Well, really, the referrals, uh, Gary, come from pediatricians, the majority of them, and also from uh, other uh, family members. And then one of the things that our therapists do is we do an intake, and then uh, those parents are able to check in with our staff, and then we schedule an appointment for them to come in and meet with us. There are 20 uh, neurodevelopmental centers across the state of Washington. Uh, we're the largest in, in Washington. We're from, like I mentioned earlier, down from Tacoma. We work closely with Joint Base Lewis-McChord. We're also in Kenton, Burien, Maple Valley, Tacoma area. And so then once they um, come into our system, then our therapists work real close with them. One of the things which I think make our program really unique from the other 19 within the state is that we have our parents involved in the therapy. And so we have parents who are in the therapy room with them. We don't have parents sitting out in the waiting room. They come in, they work with, and they observe our therapists working with the children. They also are able to take the lessons that they learned from our therapists, go home, and work with those children at home throughout the week. So we work with them on a weekly basis, uh, the, the, the children. Boy, that sounds mm -hmm. really important, and that... I guess you said that's unique. I mean, for because a parent can send their kid off to therapy or mm -hmm. school or, you know, and not quite know everything that went on, but to really involve them in it. Because when a parent finds themselves with a child with special needs, their life has changed. So they might as well learn everything that's going to go along with it. That, that does sound unique, is it? Well, it's very unique. I think we're the only one in the state that really does that kind of therapy. You know, we want to demystify closing what goes beyond the the, the, the door. Nice once word. They walk, I like that. Mm -hmm. Demystify what mm -hmm. goes on. Yeah. So once they walk into that therapy room, they're with the therapist. They can see their child and see how much progress they've made with the children. I mean, our therapists really do change lives. They create more help and hope than I believe uh, a lot of other individuals do. And so that's what makes this so exciting. Mm -hmm. oh, so let's talk about some of those skills taught. I mean, um, mm -hmm. a therapist, there's speech therapy, occupational therapy, mm -hmm. physical therapy. A kid with Down syndrome might have a fine motor development mm -hmm. skills, right? And uh, so mm -hmm. what kind of, am I right? What, what, are those, right. Uh, what do those things entail? Again, let's demystify a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, pediatric therapy is so different than a therapy for adults. And often as adults, we think, ah, physical therapy, occupational therapy. For kids, it's, it's fun. Therapy is fun. And I think the more we can get our, our heads around around that as adults um, to understand that concept, um, the better. Uh, because we are serving kids um, where they are in their lives. And the way that children learn is through play. And so when they come into therapy, they're, they look like they're playing. And they think they're playing and they're having a good time. But they're also learning skills like, like what Barry said, how to work with other children, how to pick up a fork and, and eat. Um, they're learning how to take their first steps, but they're not, um, they're doing it in a way that almost is sort of, um, it's kind of sneaky. You know, you're, you're taking your first steps to get to that toy that you really want. I see. It's also sitting <laughs> on a swing. So you, 
the child has to think about how they're going to get over to that spot. And the therapist and the parent are there sort of guiding them to do that. And, you know, they do it a few times with some help, and then they do it by themselves. And before you know it, you start seeing some real progress. And that's where it is. It's incredibly exciting to watch these kids make progress. And I think our, our staff do a fabulous job doing that. I mean, one of the things, if you were to come into one of our four, four centers, one of the things you would hear us, our receptionist announcing is that your, your child is here to play. Mm-hmm. And so welcome to, to CTC because it is this whole thing of creating this environment where children can play, enjoying themselves, but yet they're also learning in regards to their own uh, progress in, in their disability and in helping them become a better better person. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, how about, um, can this get them ready for school and, uh, I don't know, independence? I mean, Absolutely. you mentioned yeah. bringing a fork to their mouth. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I never thought that a lot of kids with special needs can't feed themselves they unless yeah. they get, so really getting taught, and then let's take this to then this early age too, mm-hmm. zero birth to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're learning life skills, and you know, not every child will will develop. They, they'll all develop in different ways, yeah. and it depends on what's going on with them. But but um, but independence is one of the goals that we have that all parents have for their child. But independence might look good for one child, might might look one way for one child, and another thing for another child. There's some kids that won't eat on their own ever. There's some kids that will need continued support throughout their lives. Um, so therapists have to navigate that conversation with parents and help parents understand there are different degrees of independence. But independence still feels good no matter what you can do. And so that's really what, what our goal is there. And then those social skills so you, you talked about a little mm-hmm. earlier, I mean, that can get them independent to be ready for school, right? So that a teacher mm-hmm. doesn't have to be one-on-one with that child in the room every time. Is that a big well, goal must be. Why? Well, that's true, Gary. I mean, one of the things that we're always trying to help children is so they are independent, so they're able to walk, they're able to eat, they're able to talk on their own. In fact, one of the things we do, in addition to the occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech, and language, is the fact we also teach feeding. And it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable, the fact that children, some children who cannot eat, and they're on feeding tubes, and then we help them move from feeding tubes to actually eating. And that is a joyous occasion when when parents and ch- children are able to eat on their own. In fact, it's a real celebration, not only for the, the children and the parents, but also for the staff too. I mean, it, it is a great time when children are able to eat, also to have more independence in regards to walking and eating. And that's part of our job. And I think that's one of the things our staff do such a great job is helping those children navigate through the those different areas, if you will, and learning how to be more independent. Mm-hmm. We are talking this morning with Claire Acey, the Communications Director, and Barry Gorley, the CEO at Children's Therapy Center. Children's Therapy Center works toward, sounds like, maximizing the potential of children with special needs facilities in Kent, Tacoma, Burien, and did you say Maple Valley is the newest Valley. one? Right. Okay, and then online so people can find out a lot more about this, CTC Kids. Dot org, right? So that stands for Children's Therapy Center, ctckids.org. Right. People can look up. There's a, gosh, a nice website <laughs> there that tells you so much more than we're going to be able to cover here in a half hour. Uh, a phone number, too, the old-fashioned way. Folks, get your pencil. I'm going to give you a phone number. 253-854-5660. 
Um, where did I want to go next? Oh, yeah. So um, the the parents, uh, the mm-hmm. families, as the let's go back to the zero, the birth. Um, mm-hmm. Do you help with the identifying and, and uh, I don't know, diagnosis, or you get that a referral and a parent already knows uh, the degree to what the problem may or may not be with their child? Do you do that it, it assessment? It could be both. Um, you know, a lot of kids will never have a firm diagnosis, too. So there is that gray area. And so many of the parents that we're working with don't really know yet what what's going on with their kid, and some never will. So we also help parents sort of deal with that uncertainty. Some deal with it better than others. Um, but there are some kids, um, you know, I, one child comes to mind, his name is Alex, and he, as a, as a small child, was really having a lot of difficulty acting out, and it was kind of getting worse. Uh, he wasn't getting along with his siblings. He was physical with uh, the, the younger brother. Um, they were having trouble getting a diagnosis. Um, and in fact, when they went to his pediatrician, um, at that point, Alex was, uh, was so worked up he punched him. Oh. He punched him. Well, that got his <laughs> attention. That I guess, got everybody's attention. And I think that's when it, then his parents said, you know what, we, we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to do something. So they came into Children's Therapy Center when Alex was about three into our early intervention program for kids birth to three. And um, we started working with him right away, even though we didn't have a diagnosis for him yet. We knew something was going on. And eventually it did come out. He, he was on the aut- autism spectrum. Um, he was enrolled in our social skills class. He learned better ways to express himself than being physical with people. Um, his dad reported, you know, Alex used to go to school and hang out on the sidelines and just observe his classmates playing with each other. He didn't know how to, how to approach them and how to be a part of that. But as we worked more with him and as his parents learned more about his condition, before you know it, you know, a year or so passes and Alex is actually initiating games with his classmates and he has friends. And in fact, he came to a Halloween event um, for uh, kids that we put on back in October with Embassy Suites. It's called Trick or Suite. <laughs> and uh, the kids go trick or treating at the different suites in the hotel. And he brought one of his friends that he had met in social skills class. And I'm telling you, his parents were just. Um, just incredibly grateful and thrilled for the progress he's made. So, you know, um, I find myself smiling during this interview, and I see you guys doing it too. There must be a <laughs> lot of smiles associated with Children's Therapy Center <laughs> and the parents. I mean, because I don't know when they start, they, they're like, "There is something wrong with my child," mm-hmm. and then after years of you just described a great mm-hmm. uh, situation that there's progress made, and progress made for any parent out through with their kid. I don't care if it's at eight days or 18 right. years, you know, you're glad, always glad to see, oh, my child's getting on and getting better than they were last week and last year. They hear a lot of, uh, they hear a lot of scary news, Yes, you know, in the hospital. Yeah. Um, they hear a lot of no, and we're not sure, and your child may never yeah. you know, fill in the blank. Hmm. And so at Children's Therapy Center, what we do try to do is say, we're not going to talk about what your child can't do. We're going to focus on what your child can do, and we're going to repeat that with you, and we're going to bring you along here. And I, I talk to a lot of parents and say, yeah, I, I started out feeling pretty low, yeah, pretty bad. And uh, a couple years down the road, I look back, and I have to say, we've made a lot of progress. 
You know, Gary, I think you're right. I mean, our staff put a lot of smiles on parents' face, all children's face, and all of our staff's faces as well. I mean, I think our staff do a great job of creating help and hope for the parents and the children, and we do a wonderful job with that. The um, <laughs> Before I turn the corner on another discussion, so let's, um, who is it CTC designed to serve? I mean, is there a population that could benefit from your kind of pediatric therapy that wouldn't normally be served? I mean, you're a .org. Or you're, that means mm-hmm. a nonprofit, right. right? Are you? Yeah. Is there a, a low-income population you serve? I didn't mm-hmm. really ask that before. You know, Gary, there is. We serve all the children within that 300 square miles. Uh, we 65% of our children are on, are on Medicaid, and uh, another 35% are, are on insurance, private insurance. But about 10 years ago, the board, uh, the C- Children's Therapy Center board made a, which I think was a very bold decision. They decided that all children, um, birth to age 18, th- we would serve within that 300 square miles. Now, you know, I just talked earlier about two programs, one of birth to three, then I talked about three to 18, which we call the center-based program. Well, of those 20 uh, developmental centers across the state of Washington, the Children's Therapy Center is the only center that deals from birth to age 18. Some of them go up to age 10, uh, you know, but we're the only ones that deal, that deals with birth up to 18. And I think that was a real bold and um, very convincing decision that the board made. And I think it was the right decision. It was the right decision then. It was the right decision now of serving those children because just because a child walks out of school at the end of the day doesn't mean their condition changes. They, they continue to need therapy. And now in the K-12 system, that is more of an academic setting for those children. But at the end of the day, they still have to have other therapy issues. And, and we do a great job, I think, of serving those children in the K-12 system as well. Yeah. Uh, and how about um, if I go to medical reimbursements, mm. and you mentioned Medicare uh, and the cost of this, and then let's go to waiting lists and people who say, yeah, I do, mm-hmm. but I don't have the money, or yes, but there's no mm-hmm. room. I mean, those are couple different problems. Yes, is are medical reimbursements and Medicare and insurance keeping up with this cost they're not, of re- they therapy? Haven't, no, they're not. You know, so many of us, We, if you have any kind of health care insurance and you're kind of in that world, which most of us are to a degree, we understand that health care is a really big challenge right now and has been. And for Children's Therapy Center, what we found is that the cost of care um, doesn't is not reimbursed by insurance particularly with Medicaid, which is why a lot of the other neurodevelopmental centers um, are, are managing their Medicaid caseload very carefully because they simply cannot afford to treat mm. that many kids. It's, and it's, it's difficult. So if you're on Medicaid and you have a child with special needs, you're going to have a hard time finding a spot for them, particularly if they're an older kid, um, because the services that are provided for older children are few and far between. And there's a high demand for them. So as Barry said many years ago, we decided that that's just, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to provide services for kids. And regardless of whether or not they can, their families can afford to pay for them. So, so do you guys raise some money to mm-hmm. s- subsidize some of this? I mean, a- as a nonprofit, mm-hmm. do you also ask for donations besides the parents that are coming to your... Well, we do, Gary, and, and we do what's called uncompensated care. We served over $3 million last year in uncompensated care for all of our 3,400 children. We do have uh, fundraising events 
We also ask for people to donate to Children's Therapy Center and uh, also through grants and foundations. So we're in the process of always uh, trying to help those children, uh, birth to age 18, regardless of the situation, we're going to be there for them. We're going to help them. We're going to create hope in their family. And we're going to make sure that those children are taken care of within the boundaries which we work. And now I want to go to, because well, I teased this, and we didn't really get into exactly the, uh, the early diagnosis and intervention and how significant mm-hmm. that can be mm-hmm. in the things we've talked about, mm-hmm. the independence, the, the future, the, the real learning that a kid can go mm-hmm. through, the being ready for elementary school age once they're that age, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when people hear you say birth to three, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Two months old, right. what, what are you teaching? What kind of therapy is that? I mean, I can go there. I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> well, yeah. let me give you an example, Gary. Um, I had the fortune of going with one of my staff members to a home because birth to three is in, in-home intervention or in-home support for those parents and the child. Uh, there was a child, his name was Joey. He was about 18 months old, and he had had a stroke uh, before he was born, and then uh, he had a heart attack after he was born. So his left arm was paralyzed. And so the therapist, who was extremely talented, uh, we went into the home and we had the parents sit down. The therapist had the parents sit down with her. And she put the, this little 18-year-old boy's uh, right arm, which was um, very functional, against her, her body and uh, had Joey use his left arm, which was paralyzed, and just work with the parent and talk to the parent, talk to Joey, to kind of have Joey be able to use that left arm, which was paralyzed uh, going through those traumatic experiences that he had. And then the parent also seemed very uh, encouraged and very supported because then the therapist had uh, the parent do it as well. So when we left, the parent was extremely supportive and extremely happy that the therapist, the physical therapist, had been there to give her some guidance in regards to how to deal with her son, Joey. I mean, it was a tremendous experience, and Joey today is doing so much better than where he was before. So the early intervention can change the prognosis for years down the road? It can for many kids. That's that's when the most of the brain is developing, ah, of course. zero to yeah. three. And we really hadn't gotten a handle on that until... Uh, I mean, probably knew it intuitively for many years, but the research actually backs that up now. So we know more than ever it's really critical to get in there right away. So we see children, for example, out of the NICU, neonatal, ne- what is that, neonatal intensive care unit. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're days old. Yeah. And uh, so you're talking about some really little people. But as Barry said, you know, these are kids that are, they're having strokes. They're having heart attacks at that age. Um, they're getting, you know, there's, there's some brain stuff developing. So the sooner we can get in that there and try to reverse that or correct it, typically the better the outcome will be. So uh, maybe I'm stretching here and this is a, gee, Gary doesn't know what he's talking about. He's got the wrong (laughs) guests for the, or the wrong questions for these guests. Um, the, like an adult who has had a stroke, they have to sort of teach their brain to talk to their body in, mm. in a new way, mm-hmm. new paths fire in that mm-hmm. brain, right? So mm-hmm. is that what you're talking about? Like a young, young child, mm-hmm. maybe even autism, mm-hmm. their brain isn't working the same way we would normally treat them and, mm-hmm. and teach them. So if you, younger and younger, if they get instruction, then they can get closer and closer to a, 
a yeah, prognosis that's more yeah. acceptable. Is yeah, that? you're right, Gary. I mean, oh, we, caught we, one. Hey. You got one. You got it. <laughs> Good job there, Gary. You're just a lot younger than we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are teaching children kind of those neurons and you know and how to the, the muscles to kind of react to the mm-hmm. physical therapy and how they can walk, how they can talk, how they can eat and. Our staff do a tremendous job doing that. It's really fun to watch the physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech and language staff really work with those children. It really fills those parents with help and hope, and, and that's our whole focus. So it's, yeah. it's very exciting. Hey, we are talking with Claire A.C., the communications director, and Barry Gourley, the CEO at Children's Therapy Center. And we're going to run out of time in just another three or four minutes. So I want to make sure we talk about uh, some, either we have we left something out or something really important to say. I mean, like community support. You guys are yeah, down there in the we, south side and you're growing mm-hmm. still. Uh, what does the future look like uh, for CTC? Well, our intention is to, is to be around for, you know, the next 40 years. The at next least. 40 yeah. years, at least. Okay. And, uh, but in order to do that, we do need community support. We do need to build awareness within our local communities about the work that we're doing. Um, and we need members of the community to partner with us um, by supporting us. So uh, what we do, uh, um, we have, a, as you mentioned, our website is a great place to go and visit. Yeah, say um, it out loud again for yeah, folks. Yeah, it's ctckids.org. Yeah. We are a nonprofit. And we depend on community support to help us keep our doors open for those kids for whom a lot of doors are often closed. So Well that's a good that's a good way to say it. Yeah. 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 Barry, what, what do you what do you think? You've been a CEO now for like a year and a half, two years uh, going on. What have you learned about uh, children's uh, and their needs that through Children's Therapy Center that, that have, like, opened your eyes to the needs in the, of them. Well, what's really been amazing to me, I've been there 18 months, and I'm just astounded at how great our staff do in regards to supporting the children and also supporting the parents as well. I mean, I think our staff really work and do great things for these children. It doesn't matter the age of the children, be it birth or clear up to age 18, we are very, they're very dedicated, committed, and want to make a huge difference for the children that we serve and the parents to make their life a little easier. And so I'm really proud of the staff and the progress that we make for children. I mean, serving 3,400 children in a year and we are changing children's lives, I think, makes a huge difference. And do you need more, I mean, besides donation, we talked mm-hmm. about monetary. Mm-hmm. Is there other support people can in the community offer? Um, Volunteer. I mean, can can someone go down and say, yeah, I mean, I'm not a therapist and I'm not licensed, but is there room for support like that? We do have volunteer opportunities. Most of them, honestly, are are sort of more group opportunities to help us with our cleaning our facilities or um, building a new playground, things like that. So for for groups, I think that's a terrific way to get involved. And all those those opportunities are, are on our website. That's great. Okay, so we got to wrap it up now. I'm sorry, this just whizzed by. Uh, we've been talking with Barry Gorley. He's the CEO, and Claire Acey, she's the Communications Director at Children's Therapy Center, um, serving uh, intervention uh, services for children with special needs age birth to 18 for 40 years now. Celebration, I guess, is due for 2018. Yeah, yeah. be fun. People can learn more about Children's Therapy Center online. The website is ctckids.org. Barry and Claire, thank you guys so much for coming in today and sharing uh, what Children's Therapy Center does. Uh, gosh, a bigger thanks uh, on behalf of all the children and the parents you've served over the years and will in the future. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Gary. This has been a lot of fun. Appreciate that. 
I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.